0: Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna read some scripture out of Isaiah. We're gonna be looking at Isaiah uh, chapter 56 and 58 a little bit. And just to kind of let you guys know about the book of Isaiah, give you a little bit of context, the the first 39 chapters are are pre-exile for Israel. Chapters 40 through 55 are when Israel was in exile in Babylon and the chapters 56 through 66 in Isaiah. Some scholars call it third Isaiah. This is the part of Isaiah. It's very prophetic. It's very uh, messianic, has a lot of prophecies about Jesus, about God's people, about the coming of Christ, the return of Christ, uh, the new heavens and the new earth. It's just a very, very prophetic apocalyptic uh, book or those last 10, 11 chapters of the book. And so I really feel like that God has given me some scriptures out of, here, out, out, out of Isaiah to unpack for us, and he's going to speak to us. As I said, I'm not sure where this is going to head, okay? And, um, and so we're just going to flow what I mean by that is I might not get to all the scriptures. Okay. And it might be hard to get out of the first few scriptures. We'll see. Okay. Cause God's just been speaking to us. Oh, amen. Father, we love you. Lord, this is your church. We're your people. And Lord, uh, we thank you that you're going to show up and speak to us This first part of the year is so important that we set it aside, that we put you first, that we honor you so we can set the tone for our year. And Lord, this is the year for wholeness. This is the year, Lord, that we will stop having to manage our brokenness, but we will step into wholeness as a people. And we give you all the thanks in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. All right. Isaiah 56. Thus says the Lord, keep justice and do righteousness, for soon my salvation will come and my righteousness will be revealed. Blessed is the man who does this and the son of man who holds fast to it, who keeps the Sabbath, not profaning it, and keeps his hand from doing any evil. So this is a powerful prophecy. Now, when you see that language, I know many of you might be new to church, but if you've been following Jesus and and reading God's word for any period of time, when that language son of man comes into play, who is that speaking of or pointing to? To Jesus. He's called the son of man. And so look what it says here in connection to the Sabbath. And in a few moments, we're gonna see how the Sabbath connects into fasting. And here's why. Because The Sabbath and fasting really have a very similar purpose, and that's wholeness. Wholeness for you, wholeness for your house. We do not serve a God where we, um, we need to do things in order for Him to perform, but we do serve a God that is relational. He's very relational. He is our God. We are his people. So everything, when you understand really what the Sabbath is about and really what fasting is about, it's about us aligning ourselves with Jesus, who is the Lord of the Sabbath. That's what it's talking about there, the Son of Man who keeps the Sabbath. He's Lord of the Sabbath. And that when we honor Jesus and when we give God his rightful place in the family, any time we set these sacred, uh, we, we set ourselves apart, or there are these sacred moments, sacred spaces with God, when we do those things and we honor the Lord for who he is, here's what happens. We receive the kingdom as it is. And his kingdom is a kingdom of righteousness peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. God's kingdom has a culture. That culture is not a culture of brokenness. It's a culture of wholeness. That culture is not a culture of oppression. It's a culture of empowerment. That culture is not a culture where some are more elevated than others. It is a culture where every single man and woman is a priest unto our God, that every single man and woman, we're all important, we all have equal value, and in these prophecies and in these scriptures that we're going to look at, in Isaiah, it's pointing to this time when the Messiah will come and when he will return and that God will begin to restore, if you think Eden to Eden, he will begin to restore his kingdom, watch. First in the church and then in its fullness when Jesus comes again. Can I have a good amen to that? Amen. It's very important for us to remember, listen. In fact, put these, uh, Okay, where was I? Okay, watch. No, 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 go back. Go back. I'm about to go to First Peter. Let me just finish this. Look at verse three. Let not the foreigner who has joined himself to the Lord say, the Lord will surely separate me from his people. And let not the eunuch say, behold, I am a dry tree. For thus says the Lord to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths and choose the things that please me and hold fast my covenant. I will give in my house. Everybody say my house. So it's, it's always been God's plan A that your house is his house. We've been talking about how the ecclesia, the church, there's really three components to it. The first ecclesia, you think in the garden, you think Adam and Eve, you think even when God called, called, called the Israelites out of Egypt, the first ecclesia is, is your house, okay? Okay. You were the priest of your house. You were the first ecclesia. God wants to be the Lord of your house. He wants to bring the kingdom into your home and where you have influence and where you are you know, in your school or job or wherever he has assigned you for that season. He wants you to be his priest where you not only confess, but you demonstrate and you function as, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. When God brings the kingdom into your home, he brings wholeness, the wholeness that only he can bring. Are you following me? When God brings the kingdom into your home, all of a sudden he brings healing to your marriage that no counseling session can bring, that no amount of self-help can bring, that no amount of communication classes can bring. See, God wants to come into your home. He wants to bring his wholeness into your home. I say in 2019, the majority of miracles at Celebration Church will not be in this altar. They will be in your very own house as you honor the Lord in your house, God will show up as Lord of your house. Look, it says, uh, yeah, I will give in my house and within my walls a monument and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. Now, some of you are like, what are you talking about, eunuchs and all this weird stuff, like, like, what is this getting at? Here's, here's the principle that God's saying. Watch. First of all, with Jesus. Jesus had no children naturally, right? But how many you know God gave him millions of children spiritually? Here's what I want to say to each and every one of you, whether you're single, married, you have natural children, you don't have any children, your children have left. Wherever you are, wherever you are, wherever your family is, listen. God has called you To be a mother, to be a father, and if you will learn, and we're going to show you these things over this month, very simple. If you will say yes to him in functioning as the priest of your home and allow him to come in your house, I'm telling you that God will use your house and your life as a refuge and a shelter for others, and that you will have fruit. Come on, you will have spiritual children, a spiritual inheritance, regardless of what your natural family looks like or the situation that you are in. And look what it says in verse six, it says, and to the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord and to minister to him, to love the name of the Lord and to be his servants, everyone who keeps the Sabbath and does not profane it and holds fast my covenant, these I will bring to my holy mountain. Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hebrews 12, you haven't come to the earthly mountain that has a tempest with fire and all that kind of stuff. Speaking of Mount Sinai, but know what? You have come to the heavenly Zion. He's talking about the kingdom coming into your life and into your home. I will bring to my holy mountain to make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted at my altar for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. So watch this, watch. Everybody say God's kingdom. We're receiving a kingdom that can't be shaken. It says right here, let the foreigner, let me just read it real quick, look what it says. And to the foreigners who joined themselves to the Lord and ministered to him to love the name of the Lord and to be his servants... I'm sorry, look at verse three. Is it up there? Go back to verse three. There it is. Let not the foreigner who has joined himself to the Lord say, the Lord will surely separate me from his people. Watch. See, Jesus, he came to establish the kingdom of God. When Jesus came, he preached the gospel of the kingdom. We like to say in the church today, we call it the gospel of grace. Of course, the gospel has the grace of God. Jesus is the grace of God. But Jesus never called it the gospel of grace. He called it the gospel of the kingdom. When he engaged people, he didn't say, repent for grace is at hand. He is grace. He gives grace. We're saved by grace. But he said, repent for the kingdom is at hand. See, Jesus, he brings This kingdom, this heavenly kingdom, the kingdom that is alive in our hearts now and that we can demonstrate in our homes and where we have influence, that kingdom is here and now, but it will come in fullness when Jesus returns. Watch. That kingdom has a culture. That kingdom has a calendar. That kingdom has a covenant. The blood of Jesus, the blood of His. That kingdom has a commandment. Love one another. That kingdom is the kingdom as it is in heaven and universally, it doesn't matter what nation, what color, where you're from, what you do, that kingdom is the kingdom that Jesus brings when we align ourselves with God's word and God's ways or those kingdom patterns. Just like the scripture that, you know, it's our mission scripture here at Celebration, which, you know, we say we're leading people to experience a God-first life. That's out of Matthew 6.33, where Jesus said what? Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, his right ways, his right patterns. And for a long time, what I used to believe, oh, right ways, right patterns. You know, like, okay, read the Bible and worship and don't do this. And I'm thinking of personal behavior patterns. And yes, where there are personal behavior disciplines that we need to have to keep our minds renewed and to stay fresh in our devotion with God. But it's not personal behavior patterns he's really talking about. He's talking about patterns of the kingdom. And when we align ourselves with the patterns of the kingdom, guess what? The kingdom comes as it is with righteousness, peace, and joy. When Jesus, when he died on the cross, he died first for the Jew and then for the Gentile. What a lot of Isaiah 56 through 66 is about, it's about that that not only is God going to redeem his people, the people of Yahweh, Israel, but man, that Jesus is going to die for everyone, there's gonna be foreigners, there's gonna be peoples, there's gonna be Gentiles. Gentiles means nations. So when we talk about the Gentiles, when Peter says, wow, even the Gentiles have been granted repentance unto life. Remember when all the disciples were shocked? When Gentiles could be saved, when Gentiles could come into the kingdom, that word Gentiles, it means nations. That's you and me. So when Jesus died on the cross, watch this. The, 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 The purpose of God was not only that he redeemed the Jewish people, redeem Israel, but come on, he redeemed people from all nations, that he redeemed the nations. So watch, when it's talking about the kingdom and the nations and the Jew and the Gentile, now it's this, let not the foreigner say, well, you know, I I can be separate from the people of God. No, Jesus died to make Jew and Gentile one. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what nation you're from. It doesn't matter the culture of the society that you're in. The kingdom is the kingdom and the kingdom culture supersedes any worldly culture. So here's what I'm trying to say. When we understand the kingdom, right? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, Holy Holy is your name. You're our heavenly father. Holy is your name. So we're all in the family. But come on, God has a special place in the family. I'm about to read you these scriptures where it talks about the priesthood. We need to learn to to be able to discern what is holy and common, clean from the unclean, how to relate to God and his kingdom. We don't just treat God like everybody else. You don't just roll up to the altar like, you know, you 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 roll up to the movie theater. When you come to the Lord's table communion, it's not like coming to a table at Starbucks. Well, we're in America. We have a real casual culture. Let not the foreigner say, "Oh, because we're in America, we can Treat things like this, and we can be casual with that, and we can treat all these holy things as common. Oh, you can do that, but you won't receive the kingdom because the kingdom comes when we align ourselves and we honor the king for who he is. Well, we're Americans, he's God. You know what the sad thing is? What are you talking about? All this, Keep, keep watch this. Think about the magic kingdom. If it help you with kingdom. Watch this. What would happen if you got in your car, busted through all the barricades, just rolled up with your car, right cut in front of people, right to the front of the ticket line and went up and said, hey, let me in. What would they say at the magic kingdom? We're really glad you're here. Everything you need is in this kingdom. We want you to experience all the goodness of this kingdom. In fact, we want it to be the happiest place on earth to you. Watch, but we have a protocol here. You can't just roll up in here, there's a place to park your car. Now there's a place to, to, to come in line? What if you rolled up and did that, and they're like, no, you need to park your car. There's, there's a protocol. You need to get in line and get your tickets, and someone said, oh, y'all don't love me. They don't accept me here. Oh, the Magic King, Disney accepts everyone and your checkbook. We give Mickey Mouse more respect and honor than God sometimes. Oh, yeah. No, you're going to go to the magic kingdom. There's, here's a place to park. Here's the place for this. And you know what? You're going to come to a gate, and it's a narrow gate. But boy, you come through that narrow gate, the path, the pattern, the protocol. Whoa! Look at all this stuff. Look at all this fun. Look at all this blessing, even though all that is counterfeit and all that is worldly and none of that can really give you happiness. At least Disney understands kingdom. And I'm just saying, if we're gonna treat God worse than Mickey, I'll just pray from my seat. What altar? What, I don't even need to go to church. I'll just pop whatever, you know, online. I'll just get on my jet ski. I'll, well, I can, you know, it's kind of like the movies. Just go in, just have a, a latte, just Whatever you won't receive the kingdom. The things that we esteem with more honor and reverence and protocol than God. The Lord is saying that if this year if you're if your goal, if your heart will be to give him glory. He he receives so little glory. That's why we long for his return because when Jesus returns, he'll be fully glorified. All the things that are stealing his glory, that are taking his glory, all of those things will pass away and he will get all the glory and all the honor that he rightfully deserves. And all of the man-made tradition and doctrine and cultural junk and philosophies of men and the, the things that religion argues about that just don't have anything to do with the king and his heart for people. All of those things are going to pass away. Here's what I'm trying to say. Wholeness this year. Wholeness is coming to your life and into your home. And if you will just make it your goal to glorify God, let me explain that. So you need healing in your marriage. Don't believe for healing in in your marriage just so that you can get relief or so that things will... Of course you want relief. Pray for healing in your marriage because you want to glorify God in your marriage. Amen. You we want the Lord to get the glory for your business, for your 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 career path that you're on. Don't just pray for God to bless you for you know, this, that, and the other thing. Lord, I wanna glorify you with my business. Lord, I wanna show people what the favor of God looks like. Lord, I want you to be, I want people to see kingdom blessing on my life. Lord, I wanna be a light <laughs> in my current assignment. See, it's like, in, in, it, uh, In the West, I'm trying not to, just hear me, okay? We are so, even in the church, we are consumed with, it's my destiny and my purpose, and it's all about my destiny, and it's, it's my selfie, and it's, it's, it's me and, and my destiny, and, and it's, it's all about the individual. That's not kingdom, It's not about my destiny. It's about our destiny. It's not about my purpose. It's about our purpose. You know, you want to know what your destiny is? If you overcome, your destiny is to rule and reign with Christ in the millennium and in the age to come. You want to know what your inheritance is? The earth. You understand the final destination of man is not heaven. It's earth. The new heaven is coming to the new earth. They're gonna be renovated by fire. You wanna know what Jesus' inheritance is? us, the nations. He has them in part now. When he returns, he's gonna have them in full. His inheritance is the nations. His inheritance is the earth. We're taking back the earth. It was hijacked in the first Eden, but in the second Eden, when Jesus returns, it will be returned unto the Father because it's rightfully his. There's destiny. Why I'd surrender to Jesus so I could go to heaven. Okay, great. But soon heaven's coming back to earth. (laughs) That's what the return of Jesus is about. That's great, you're saved, but, but here's, how about let's partner with the Lord? The Lord needs people to rule and reign with him in the millennium. It is the promise to the saints, watch, if you're a good steward in this life, You can be a ruler in the next life. That's not me, that is Bible. You will rule and reign with Jesus. We're all servants. But Jesus, he wants you to be his friend too. Destiny, well my destiny, my my purpose, I know my destiny is, is the NFL. Well, what happens when you retire? Well, I know God has a, a, a purpose uh, for me. He wants me to, you know, to have this business and, and to, that, that's great. What happens when you sell that business? No, God has assignments for you that help teach you how to be a good steward Oh, you've been faithful with two? Well here, receive two more. Welcome into the kingdom. You've been faithful with little? I'm gonna make you faithful with much. You did well with these five? Welcome into the kingdom. I'm gonna put you over 10 cities. That's destiny. What does it profit man if he a profit a man if he gains the whole world yet loses his soul? You want an inheritance? How about the nations? That's what Jesus is going to have. Man are just gotta it's a new time. It's a new age. It's the age of the kingdom. He wants us prepared so that we can rule and reign with him. You see? We're being trained to rule and reign with God for the next 1,000 years and then for all eternity. Paul says we'll rule over the angels if, I'm talking about salvation. you receive Jesus, believe in Jesus, you're saved. I'm talking about you being a good steward. You're faithful. You know the faithful and little, faithful and much? We only imply that to this life. He's talking about the kingdom. Read it kingdom of God is like this, the kingdom of God is like that, the kingdom of God. So there is that principle at work here in the earth, right? Faithful with little, faithful with much, but he's training us for our destiny, right? And each and every one of you have just as a, 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 the same call, the same the same value, the same worth, the same need in the kingdom. I, the, that put the... Put the scriptures of the priesthood up. Okay, I'm not gonna get, what time is it? 12.38, it's 100, we've been here for an hour and eight minutes. I got 30 more minutes. Yeah, Nope. An hour and eight minutes, I've got 22. I've got 22 more minutes. Yeah? So watch, let me, listen, no condemnation. I know people have kids. I know some of you, sometimes you have to go a little early, but watch. Like, we're being trained to rule and reign for a thousand years with Jesus and in the age to come, like we can't come to God's house for an hour and a half. Well, that's legalistic. You don't have to do it. You don't have to do anything. But if you're not faithful with what you have, your time, your talent, your treasure, your home, even what you have will be taken away and given to someone else that understands what it means to be a steward. Are y'all gonna come back next week? Is this helping anybody? Put the priest. Look, this is everyone. Watch. This... You're a chosen race. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. This is what I'm saying. No longer, let not the foreigner say, oh, that's, that's for the Jew or that doesn't work here in America. No, listen, we are God's family first. We're all priests. That's just for you, pastor, because you're, you know, you're a minister. We're all ministers. Where do we even get these terms like layman? What is that? Somebody look that up and tell me, because it's demonic. What, layman, like you just gonna lay around? You know, in the early, before they stripped the priesthood out of the home, before Rome did that, before they stripped the priesthood out of the home and outlawed the Sabbath and prevented Christians from serving communion to their families, before all that, like there was no, like Paul made tent for two years. The church met in homes, the the, the priesthood that happens in your home. That's what we've been talking about. How to honor the Lord with your home. You can have been saved one day. I'm telling you right now, God says you're a priest, you're a royal priesthood. And anyone, once you have come into covenant with Jesus, guess what? You get water baptized, now you have authority in your home, you have authority in your house. God will bring the kingdom if you do some simple patterns. A couple of simple prayers, like Jesus taught us to pray. Serve communion to your family, or if you're single, get, get some friends over, what, whatever. You're a priest. We all function. What's gonna happen, God forbid? What is gonna happen? What if, God forbid, something happens in the West? What if we don't have 24-7 internet? What if you can't drive to a building? See what I'm saying, the early church, yes, they met. They met in the temple, they met in the synagogues, but they also met house to house. If the three parts of the church are functioning correctly, we're all priests. Your your home, your sphere of influence is, is your, here's the local church, we equip you. The home is for wholeness. The local church is for equipping. The regional church is for, for demonstration and dominion. When we're all doing that, it doesn't matter. Something, God forbid, catastrophic happened, guess what? The church doesn't miss a beat. We're already in the homes you want revival? We we think revival is having a church service and yes, revival can come. I'll tell you what revival is. How about every Friday night in 10,000 homes across this region, men and women are praying together, families are coming to the table. They're serving communion. I'm asking you, will you fight for your family this year? Can you honor God this year? Can we put in a couple of kingdom patterns, a couple of protocols, so the king will come and he'll give us the kingdom? He said it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom, but it's his kingdom He's the king. We can't change it. We can't substitute it. Am I making any sense? It's. Let me show you. Here's destiny. This is great destiny. Go to the next one. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a what? And we are priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. What a priest does is the priest sets things up. Jesus is our high priest. But a priest sets things up, sets up patterns, sets things up. So guess what? God himself can come. So we could go to Melchizedek. We could go in the Old Testament. What did the priests do? They'd have to set up all the sacrificial stuff. But they didn't forgive the people. They just set things up so that what? God would come in and consume the sacrifice. What did Jesus do? Think about Jesus on the cross. He followed, he said, I don't do anything except what the Father shows me. He set up all the patterns and the ultimate pattern of dying on the cross so that what? God could come meet with his people. Priest, we demonstrate that through communion priest, set things up so that God meets with people. My job is to know the word and hear the prophetic voice of God and just set things up. This year, it's the fast, it's what I'm sure, set things up so that he can meet with you. I'm not allowed because I'm not a ruler. I yet, I, with you, if we overcome, it says we'll rule and reign with you. I'm a steward. I'm not allowed to substitute things that are not kingdom, okay? When I do that, I come into the place of ruler and I take God's glory. It might be a good work, it might be a good thing, but God doesn't get the glory. And if he doesn't get the glory, then there's no lasting reward. Amen? I want you to go into the next life ready for your true destiny with rewards that last where you hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. It's a kingdom of priests. All right, I'm gonna close. Y'all are doing great. I'm just saying, you know, okay. Ezekiel twenty-two twenty-six. 26. Her priests have done violence to my law and have profaned my holy things. They've made no distinction between the holy and the common. Neither have they taught the difference between the unclean and the clean. They have disregarded my Sabbaths so that I am profaned among them. Our job as priest, talking about all of us, right? Our job as priest is to understand what is holy and common, okay? So over this past year, it's like this. We understand what? That, that the altar is holy. It doesn't mean that you act weird. It's not a religious thing, but what? The altar, the ultimate altar was what? The cross, right? The body and blood of Jesus. Communion is What? It's holy, right? It's a sacred space. The Sabbath is what? The Sabbath is a sacred space. It's a space God ordained in Genesis one and two where we honor him and it's how we can function as the priest in our home. It's, it's a, these are sacred times. And it's important in our culture that we're able to distinguish what is holy and what is common amen? And what I want to do is I want to commend all of you from over this last year, how we've all grown and learned since my encounter with the Lord on Good Friday, because I've, yeah. Because we've learned we can't treat God's house like the movie theater, because in doing that, we're not honoring God in his special place, right? We don't answer our phones when the word is being preached. When we do that, we're, we're not giving God his special honorable place, yeah? And when that, that's how the kingdom is, so when we're not demonstrating the kingdom, the kingdom can't come, which is righteousness, peace, and joy. Now listen to me. This next year, get ready, because God is bringing his righteousness, peace, and joy to your home, to your house. It has come, it is coming. So, okay, I'm finishing with this. Are you ready? Let's just, um, let's just go to Isaiah 58.6. I have 11 minutes. Okay. So let's just start at verse one. I'm going to read these 14 verses and then we're, we're done. Is that good? Today is good. I mean, this year is going to be such an awesome year. So remember, this is post-exile. So here's Israel. They're trying to learn how to become a people again. They're trying to learn about their collective destiny. They've been in Babylon, you know. So remember the system of Babylon, the same as the system in Egypt. It's the worldly system. It's the system in America. It's the system of the world. It's the system of Mammon. You know what that is? Go, 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 go. 24/7. You are what you produce. Your value is in what you produce. It is nonstop. There is no rest. it is it is come on you guys know it's keep your phone on it's text it's email it's it's total invasion of your life 24/7 there is no margin there is no rest it is just like Pharaoh no it's more bricks less straw more bricks less straw it is go 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 it was the same thing at Babylon its production it's go these were the gods these were the demon gods the fallen angels under Satan this is how they ruled these nations it was the the spirit of the world, which is mammon, which is production, which is uh, oppressive. And so God says this in Isaiah to his people. He says, cry loud, do not hold back, lift up your voice like a trumpet, declare to my people their transgression, to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as if they were a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the judgment of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. We have fasted, so watch. They're trying to seek God. They don't have the right pattern. They don't understand God's ways because they've been in Babylon for too long. It's important that we understand we're in Babylon and God's ways are different from the ways of our culture. Amen? So here's here's what God says. Uh, They said, why have we humbled ourselves? You take no knowledge of it. God says, behold, in the day of your fast, you seek your own pleasure and oppress all your workers. Behold, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to hit with a wicked fist. Fasting like yours this day will not make your voice heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose a day for a person to humble himself? It is a day to bow down his head like a reed and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him. Will you call this a fast? A day acceptable to the Lord? So let me tell you what's going on here. This is the, the Canaanite and the Babylonian deities, okay? those pagan religions and cultures, many times they would do, many times they would do very aesthetic practices. They would fast, they would cut themselves. They, it would be, uh, they would, and then, you know, sometimes it would be sexual acts. It would be, you know, different forms of human sacrifice. Sometimes it was all these rituals, sometimes very painful, sometimes obviously dark and very disturbing, but all these ascetic practices, watch, to put pressure on their deity to perform a blessing because they needed a blessing to happen because they were under an oppressive system of production. Are you following me? God says, listen, I'm not like that. My kingdom and culture is not like that. You do not have to pressure me to perform. I'm always performing. I always want to do miracles. I want to give you a Sabbath. That's why the Sabbath is connected to fasting. Both bring rest. Both bring shalom. Both say, God, you are the source of our blessing, not just the 24-7 go-go oppressive system that we're all in. God is our source, and when we honor him, he brings his blessing in a way that the world can't bring God says, I'm not like that. You don't ever have to perform a fast thinking you need to pressure me to do a miracle or to bless you. We already have all the blessings we need in Jesus. Can you thank God for that? But there is a pattern. There is an alignment. There's a mindset that we need to get in so that we can be aligned with those blessings. And that's what God says. God says, look, I'm not like that. God says, is not this the fast that I chose? To loose the bonds of wickedness. See, here's what's gonna happen during your fast. You know what? You're gonna have this besetting sin, brokenness, whatever it is. Here's the deal, Jesus has already broken that. Okay? But you still have the bond Watch, that's tying you to the unhealthy relationship thing, mindset, trauma, whatever that thing is. You know what fasting does? It just aligns us. It's a, that aligns us with the Lord's pattern. You know what all you're gonna, oh, He's undone that bond. And then here's what happens. You know what, Hebrews 12 happens. Keeping an eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Let us lay aside the sin and the weight. You're not going to have to fight, struggle, scratch, claw, believe God, put pressure in some way for him to perform. You're just going to lay that thing aside because you're going to understand that Jesus has already done it for you. <laughs> Having to manage your brokenness, it's over. You're coming into shalom. God is just the opposite and it's not, watch what he says. Okay, so uh, the, the the straps of the yoke, the, those those straps are undone, let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke. Look what he says. Is it not to share the bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see him naked, cover him and not hide, look, 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 not hide yourself from your own flesh. He's talking about your family. He's talking about your relatives. This is what we're gonna be doing the next few weeks when we really, we're really calling you to be the priest of your home, men, listen to me. I've confessed this before. It's sad to say that for 20-something years, I was the pastor of this church, but I never functioned as the priest of my home. I demonstrated Christ-likeness, but I never functioned. I never brought my family, my first church, to a table and made it the Lord's table so he could come into the house. We're not going to hide. We don't bring him into our house. Oh, well, can't we just pray and, and have God into our house? Yes, we can. But there are patterns that bring the kingdom And when the kingdom comes, the wholeness comes, the peace comes. It's when God can solve in one meal something that has been an issue for years. If you're single, we're going to talk about singles, our youth, everything like these these Friday nights when we can. I was traveling last Friday. It's, 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 you don't have to do it. There's freedom here. But I'm telling you that these, these patterns and, and bringing the Lord into our homes, he'll do the miracle. Let me go. on. Look, I'm finishing. Then shall your light break forth like the dawn. Your healing shall spring up speedily. It's gonna happen like that. When God shows up, wholeness shows up. Healing shows up. It's speedily, it's not complicated. It's not a works thing. It's a, it's a Jesus come thing, it's a kingdom come thing. Look, your righteousness shall go before you, the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. We've been saying this all year. Listen, God's got your back this year. You're gonna make a ton of mistakes, God's gonna be right behind you, sweeping them all up as you go. Things are gonna be coming against you, God's gonna have that sword. You're right there, things are attacking you. He's like, not today. I've got this person's back because he's honoring me. No, you're not perfect. Yes, we have issues, and that's another thing. We have to stop making holiness just about personal behavior. See, when you when you don't understand, King, how do we learn how to honor what is holiness? Well, God's holy, so we have to learn how to honor Him, how to approach Him. What are the when we learn that? Watch, we've made holiness. It's just as individualistic as everything else has been. It's yes, your behavior matters. Your personal behavior matters. It is one piece of the pie. It is not the pie. What would Jesus do? We have made every single thing about our own personal, me, myself, and I, destiny, sinful issues. If we would just put the patterns of the kingdom down, that stuff will come. The bonds will fall off. The wickedness will take care of itself. The sin will be laid aside. Think of your family. When one of my kids is, there's something going on, it affects all of us. It's a wholeness. Are you following me? Look, then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. Hineni, just like that. Hineni, that means here I am. Everything I have, everything that I am. It's yours right here, right now. Here's the miracle. Here's the wholeness. Here's the solution. Here's the wisdom. Look, if you take away the point of the the finger from your midst and speaking wickedness, if you pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, your light shall rise in the darkness. Your gloom shall be as noonday. Look at this. The Lord will guide you what? Continually, yes, there's gonna be miracles at the fast. I'm talking every day, I'm talking every week. I'm talking you and your house are a light. So when the storms come, the rains and the wind are gonna knock down your house because it's the Lord's house. And in fact, people are gonna look to you and your house and it's gonna be a shelter to those that didn't have the Lord in their house. Will anybody stand with God and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. <laughs> Stay standing. I'm reading through, I'm reading through. He'll guide you continually, look at this. He'll satisfy your desire in scorched places. We're not subject to the circumstances of this world. He'll make your bones strong. Look, you'll you'll be watered like a garden, like a spring of water, whose waters do not fail. We don't need to constantly cry out to God, please send the rains. He's like, it's been pouring all week long. If you'll just get under the cloud. Look, and your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach. Yes, this is Jesus Ultimately, But isn't Jesus in us? Aren't we going to rule and reign with Christ? Ever since Rome in the 300s, what, the priesthood's been stripped out of the home. The home has collapsed. That's why society's in the shape that it's in. God, the walls are down. The enemy is coming in. He is waylaying people no longer. We're going to repair the walls. We're raising up the ancient foundations. We're raising up the ancient practices. We're going back to the old paths. We're raising these things up. When Nehemiah, when they rebuilt the wall with Nehemiah, you know what he did? The breaches in the wall where the enemy was coming through, he put families there. Men, women, and children, because he knew that that man would fight for his family. I'm asking you to fight for your family. I'm asking you to live for something greater. And the Lord, the Lord showed me this in the first service. It's the same thing for you. Listen, if you will glorify the Lord this year, if your goal will be to glorify the Lord, watch this, he will withhold no good thing from you. He will open doors for you that only He can open. He, will, he wants to show people the favor and blessing on your life. <sighs> if you turn back your foot from the Sabbath and from doing your pleasure on my holy day and call the Sabbath a delight and a holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor it, look at this, I'm closing, and not going your own ways or seeking your own pleasure or talking idly, Then you shall take delight in the Lord, and I will make you ride on the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. I will make you ride on the heights of the earth. That language is this. You will rise above on eagle's wings. This, watch. This is where you're the head and not the tail. This is where you're above and not beneath. The kingdoms of this world that are being shaken and everything going crazy around, I'm above that. I'm seated in heavenly places with Christ. In fact, you know what? All this chaos down here, this heavenly kingdom that I'm a part of, it will come and superimpose this worldly kingdom one day. And those of us, that were loyal to Jesus and made our life here about honoring him and demonstrating his kingdom. Great is your reward. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just speak blessing over your people today. If you need to repent of your sins and make Jesus your Lord, then do it. Right now where you are, you can just say, Lord, I repent. Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The time is short. He's coming quickly. Says there in Revelation, Jesus says, behold, I come quickly and I'm going to reward each one according to what he's done. It's not talking about your personal sins and behavior. The blood of Jesus covers that. It talks about stewardship. Have our lives helped bring his kingdom and demonstrated that. So repent, follow Jesus, get water baptized. Today there's water out there. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for the Holy Spirit. Lord, this month we can we can't even imagine what you're gonna do. And I thank you for wholeness and healing and miracles. That Yeah, they're gonna happen this month, Lord. It is continually, it is all year long. It is kingdom come for your people. In Jesus' name, we give you all the praise and all God's people said, amen and amen. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.